0: On Super Talk Mississippi. Real talk for real Mississippians. Now, here's your host, JTJT. JT.
3: Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbert, Rhino, in the studio on this Friday, y'all. We are celebrating today. If I don't get you pumped up, I don't know what does. We are ready to party. And that is because. The great Joe Biden said last night, in his first primetime speech, 50 days in office, finally face the nation. He said, and I quote from the speech, if we all do this, if we do our part, and he's referring to this litany of Compliance, shall we say, with respect to COVID. If we do this together by July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families, and friends will be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout or a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day, baby. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together But it does mean small groups will be able to get together. No large events. Dude, where you been? We we need the back to the future music. That's what we need, Rhino. I feel like this guy went back. He needs to get with a program. We're so done with all that. (laughs) Yes, sir.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How many (laughs) vaccines are we giving a day? Millions. It's a couple of million. So even if it's at three million a day, and we go the hundred days between now and July 4th,
3: wouldn't that mean everybody would be vaccinated by that point? I'm telling you, they don't want it to end. It's kind of like, you know, we all dream at night, right? Rapid eye movement, and that what they call it? Oh, yeah, movement. REM sleep. REM. And you, and you want that. It's healthy.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. If you don't ever enter REM sleep, then you don't You're fully not sleeping. get the rest. Your brain doesn't get scrubbed.
3: But certainly everybody <clears throat> listening, watching... You've all experienced it. You're in the middle of some great dream. And I certainly, it's it's beyond my my brain power to understand what causes bad dreams and good dreams. We've all had them. And you have this great dream and you suddenly wake up as you do with bad dreams. And, but you just want it to go on forever when it's when it's good, and you thank God when you wake up. When it's bad, shh, that didn't really happen. I used to have the one when I was in college. Constantly dreaming, I was late for an exam, which meant a zip on the test. And I would dream that I showed up, but I was wearing only my underwear. Is there something? <laughs> and like people were looking at me like I was weird. Like why? It's and then whoop you'd wake up oh gosh, I wasn't in Miss Pearson's cost accounting class I'm in my underwear only.
2: So <laughs> that's a bit of a relief to me though is the when I've had two different types of the same dream the oversleeping dream the oh oh no I didn't set my alarm I've overslept which is always a weird dream because you're waking up in the dream, but you're not really waking up. But anyways, so the the first set of them, is waking up and thinking in the dream, oh crap, I'm late for class, even though I haven't been in class in years. (laughs) And when you wake up from that, after that initial shock, it's like, oh, okay, well, I know, I'm not in college anymore, thank goodness. (laughs) But then you have those dreams where it's work-related, especially with something like this, where it's not going to wait on you. If you oversleep, it's, it's still the show must go on. So... Having that dream, especially like on a weekend or something, where you, you're dreaming that you've overslept and you wake up and you're like, crap, what day is it? I can't think of it. What? And you try to find something to figure out what day it is, because you're still in that fog of waking up. That's, that's not quite as as relieving when you wake up suddenly from that one.
3: I'll admit, since I've been doing this, I've had the similar dream where, oh my gosh, I'm late. Because <laughs> you're so right. It don't wait. It's not like, well, I've showed up late, I could just get going when I arrive. It don't work that way with this deal. And well, that's fine. But the president last night, I it was bizarre. I'll just say that. I watched it. I told everybody I was gonna watch it. You will you watch it, folks? Out there, let me know. I watched it. And it was bizarre. It just was. Now he didn't squint as much. And I'm guessing that they had the font cranked up to about 42 point or greater. And look, I'm not making fun of him on that. Not at all. Uh, you he can't help that. But somebody should have noticed up until this point that he's having to squint a lot. And it, it, it doesn't... You, you find yourself focusing on that. It's just natural. Rather than hearing the message
2: Oh, yeah, that's something that they they teach in acting school. I mean, it's not even like high-level acting. That's beginner to intermediate-level acting. You convey a lot with just your eyes. No question. And and one of the best examples is blinking versus not blinking. In fact, I'll, I'll see if I can find the, the video explaining it better than I ever could. But if you see someone giving a speech or, or a dialogue in a, in a film or a TV show, or it, it It works psychologically in real life, and they don't blink when they're talking. You psychologically focus more and more and more and more on what they're saying. Yeah. Whereas if they're blinking nonstop, your brain kind of considers it fluff, and you don't even pay attention to it. So there's a lot that can be said with just the eyes.
3: You're focusing on the blinking. Right. And and the other body English, if you will. You remember O'Reilly used to have, when he had his show, he used to have some... Body English expert that used to come on uh and he would and she would analyze uh various people and speeches and and when they would be interviewed, making remarks and so forth and it is a science as you know, and it it would be yep but uh, likely lying tell not telling the truth they're uncomfortable with what they're saying, but anyhow, I watched this deal last night, and I thought it was bizarre. I thought it was dank and dour and depressing. Posted that in my social media. I mean that was that was my takeaway from it. And it it was, it was once again wash your hands, wear your mask. Stay away from people. We're getting these vaccines in the arms. I don't know what he was saying. He spent he touched on the 1.9 trillion dollar Stimuli plan that he signed yesterday. But, and he, of course he had to criticize President Trump. He said, we met this virus with silence. A year ago we were hit with a virus that was met with silence and spread unchecked. Denials for days, weeks, then months. Really? Because that is not consistent with a tweet Joe Biden made. And this was from February the first. This is what Joe said. Then, candidate Joe Biden, we are in the midst of a crisis with the coronavirus. We need to learn learn the way with lead the way with science. Excuse me, not Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, and fearmongering. He's the worst possible person to lead us on this journey through a global health emergency. Well which is it, Joe? You're saying that he was fearmongering. You're saying that he was taking it too seriously. Now you said he met it with silence. Does anybody remember that? I got it. February first. That is Joe Biden's account. That is his tweet.
2: It's even worse than that. He held rallies on the first, the second, the third, the seventh, the ninth, and the tenth.
3: The hypocrisy is profound. When we come back, we've got Trisha Walker, singer-songwriter, Grammy Award winner, board member of the Great Grammy Museum in Mississippi. She'll join us and talk about the Grammy Awards coming up this Sunday. The JT Show continues.
1: the new degree of comfort. Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit
6: twomeninatruck.com.
5: To Good Things with Me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Supertalk Jackson 97.3.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi on this Friday, y'all. Right on cue is Rhino joining us now. Trisha Walker, welcome, Tricia. Thanks for coming on the show today.
14: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
3: You bet. So, the big uh, Grammy Awards coming up this Sunday, and of course, you are a member of the board of the Grammy Museum and a Grammy Award winner yourself. And born and raised right here in the great state of Mississippi, as so many fine artists are, especially from the musical arts. So we're uh we're blessed and proud of you. What are you expecting this coming Sunday?
14: You know, I don't know. It's been such a strange year. Um you know lots of new talent coming up. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely.
15: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
14: you know, I don't know. We had they had to move the awards back. Of course, they're usually in January or February. So, uh, you know, I'm interested in just seeing how, in a year of pandemic, they can they can pull off such a huge award show. So it'll be fun to watch. Always interesting.
3: Yeah. So, what what do you do exactly as a member of the board of the Grammy? museum which is of course located the the one right here in Mississippi uh, in Cleveland Mississippi in the great Mississippi Delta what what are your duties there and and uh, what kind of things have we got to look forward to with respect to that facility
14: well let me say of course it's one of the finest facilities uh, anywhere and even though we are very very fortunate to have it in the Delta it is a state museum. It belongs to the people of Mississippi. And, and you know, with our musical heritage, you know, you made a point a minute ago about Grammy Awards, you know, Mississippi has more Grammy winners per capita than any state in the United States. And that's just, that's huge and monumental. So a lot of what I do as a board member, we oversee the various uh, aspects of running the museum. They have an incredible staff. I know you had the director on, I believe the other day. We and did. particularly in this pandemic year, they did such a good job you know we had to close down for a few months uh just while this thing was in the worst of it but we're starting to open back up now i serve on the programming committee so we've been working hard to to rearrange our schedule for 2021 we're going to have some great programs uh that we want people when they're and i think everybody's so ready to get back out we want them to come on up to the museum Uh, there's plenty of space to walk through so no worries about that so just you know go online to grammy museum org, and they'll have a listing of the programs as we begin to put them online and and then live pro, live programming is going to come back uh, a little bit later this spring.
3: Yeah. I think everybody's looking forward to that and and looking for some uh, normal, shall we say, pre-pandemic type group entertainment where you can get out and about and interact with people and, and enjoy so many of the great assets certainly right here in, in the state of Mississippi and the Grammy Museum is among them and as you said it, it is uh, uh, kind of a belonging of the entire state which is really cool who, who do you kinda have your eye on uh, Tricia with your eye for talent and being a, a musical artist and a talented one yourself is there anybody in particular that you think's kind of up and coming, sort of a budding musical artist that uh, comes to mind?
14: Well, gosh, again, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow that down to Mississippi because uh, we have such talented people. You know, there's a young group they're in the they're in the country field that came out of Meridian and they've been up in Nashville now for several years. Uh, one a brother and two sisters called Track Forty Five. And I'd be on the lookout for them. They're incredibly talented. They're writing some great songs. They've just gotten a record deal, I believe, late last year. And, um, you know, they're going to be another Mississippi group that we're very, very proud of. So I keep an eye out for Track 45. There's so many. Yes. There's so many. So many great songwriters. You know, songwriters don't always get the spotlight like the recording artists do, but they're just some great writers, uh, still in Mississippi putting out some great work.
3: And that's a, that's a great point. Thanks for bringing that up. We're used to, kind of as the public, focusing on the artist performing the music in the front, kind of the face of it. But it takes a pretty big team to make all that work.
14: It absolutely does. And you know, when I came back to Mississippi from Nashville, I've, I've spent the last, you know, good many years teaching here at Delta State and teaching songwriting. and. You know, the first sermon I give is always that everything begins with a song. You know, unless you've got a great song, no other part of the music industry happens. There's no concerts, there's no videos, there's no records. Not until a songwriter picks up a pen and a piece of paper and, and puts together three minutes of magic. You know, we lost one of our great songwriters not too long ago, Jim Weatherly, who was just incredible. Um, not only as a performer, but primarily as a songwriter. Yeah. You know, unless you've got those hit songs, those artists don't have anything to work with
3: and and beyond and right it starts with that but then you've got the arrangers obviously and the producers and recording specialists that put all that together and make it work and and sort of make the magic and you know I've heard some of those involved in the industry say even to music to us it sounds like it was kind of just blended perfectly Talk about, you know, we could have done this and the other better. They have a more discerning ear for it than the average person does. Uh, But I think that's just the nature of art in general, is it not?
14: It is, and you make a good point. You know, making a record, you know, once a song is written, then it becomes a very, very collaborative effort. And there is a very different environment between the live performance, you know, performer on stage singing to a live audience because, when you do that, you know, you put the music out there and then in three minutes it's gone. Whereas in the recording environment, that lasts permanently. So I think in the recording environment, the the people involved, the engineers, the producers, the musicians, they're much more meticulous because that's going to last a lifetime.
3: Yeah. And Mississippi is blessed with people that have excelled in all of those disciplines uh, in the industry
14: absolutely in all fields everything from opera leontine price to uh country obviously yeah. faith hill Good elvis point. bb the list just goes on and on
3: yeah it's uh it's, I, you know I, I hate to say this but well i don't hate to say it, but i'm kind of reminded of uh, one of my favorite groups from the 70s bread who uh had a great hit song gift uh, the guitar man i think and there's a there's a stands in there where they say you, you listen to the music you like to sing along you want to get the meaning out of each and every song you find yourself a message and some words to call your own and you take them home I mean that's kind of what the art's all about is it not?
14: It absolutely is and and I was a Bread fan too by the way so yeah. I know that song
3: David Gates awesome sang it in, in... <laughs> that's yeah.
14: right yeah well that's what makes songs and art you know if a writer or a painter or you know um, a literary writer book writer if they can connect with the emotions that all of us feel, then and particularly music, it becomes the soundtrack of our lives, you know, whatever that emotion is that that clicked when we heard that hit song that we can remember fifty years later. So yeah. you're absolutely right.
3: Yeah. We got just a minute or so left, Tricia. How how have the Grammys evolved, I guess, in your <laughs> lifetime here? What what's notable about that? <sighs>
14: Well, one of the things is, you know, just in looking back over the history of the Grammy Awards is, you know, when they first started, there were some genres of music that were not yet recognized. So over the course of the decades that the Grammy Awards have been in existence, one of the things that they continue to do is to look and see how to properly uh, celebrate different types of music, whether that be Cajun or when hip hop came into being or... Uh, roots music, uh, that, and then also, of course, recently there's been a big push in trying to recognize, you know, women in the industry, persons of color, and uh, in a more equitable way because everybody's making great music. So I think they try to stay up with the times and uh, and and be and be certain to recognize the new music that's coming out there. Music continues to evolve.
3: Yeah, it it does, and and so I guess that's that's probably a great way to put it. The uh, the awards themselves. Uh, and those who select winners, they have to evolve with the changing tastes and and the changes in the industry and and the development of new genres, which is fairly constant.
14: That's right. You know, particularly, you know, with the advent of the internet, you know, 30 years ago or so, now more musicians are exposed to different types of music, which, you know, you get these interesting mashups with different genres of music and it produces something entirely new.
3: Yeah really cool but that's what makes it interesting that's what makes it uh enjoyable and invigorating trisha thanks so much for joining us today and, and thanks so much for uh your contributions to our culture and our state and representing our state so finally we really appreciate it we'll talk to you soon
14: thanks for having me on appreciate
3: it you bet trisha walker Singer-songwriter, Grammy Award winner, board member of the Grammy Museum in Cleveland, Mississippi. We'll be back with more talk here on the JT Show. Stay with us.
4: This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. 1-800-647-8540 or on the web.
13: MajesticMetalsInc.com Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it.
19: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. In the latest COVID relief package, Governor Tate Reeves explained that funds are being sent to states based on unemployment rates.
9: Mississippi has more people working today than we had a year ago the day the pandemic hit, because our state has been open to business, and our state has not shut down. They are rewarding those blue states who shut down their economies by sending them more money than they are otherwise entitled to. Although
19: Initiative 65 was supported by voters, lawmakers are trying to pass their own medical marijuana legislation. State Representative Jill Ford called for an ethics committee investigation into whether any member has improper financial interests in the medical marijuana industry. Representative Trey Marsh hears what happened on the House floor Wednesday.
12: Representative Ford did stand up and inquire about potential ethics violations. She didn't mention a name. Pretty much
6: everybody in the room knew what she was talking about.
19: Ford has officially submitted the complaint to the ethics committee. I'm Andy Davis.
6: Hello, I'm Will Noble from Ward, Mississippi. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer and being selected as Mississippi's Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy and they were raised right here in America. So please make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com.
10: C Spire 5G. We're building a fast, powerful 5G network to bring you faster phones. You heard right. C Spire 5G. Phones. Faster. Saying it anymore would be... C Spire 5G faster phones no bull for a limited time get our best 5g phone free with
0: trading no matter where you go Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Ian Rhino. They're both shocking. The JT Show is on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to J.T. Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Chris from Greenville says, they don't want this COVID pandemic lockdown stuff to end because it's a way to control some, in quotes, of the American people. The goal is to control, quote, all... Unquote of the American people, you know, you you don't want to be too crazy out there, I guess, but it sure seems like it. It sure seems like there is some degree of, uh, you know, just gushing at this control, this newfound control, and leveraging the pandemic as the justification for it. And if they didn't look so happy about it, it just appears that way to me. Now Joe, I couldn't really tell. He, he's always sort of got that, I don't know, kind of melancholy feel to him. He's always got a scour on his face. And did, did you guys notice on the left side of his nose? There was like a dark spot, almost like a big mole or something. Had just you can't help but notice that. And I, I mean, I I hope it's nothing serious. It's nothing bad. And I saw several people on social media discussing it. If you look at the image, it just looked like there's something going. And it wasn't a shadow because you know when they set those the lighting up in those situations, there are no shadows. And they test all that. You see that rhino? It's like there's something on his nose there. And and then, man, when he walked off, we've been talking about Tim Conway's oldest man character. That's exactly what he looked like. His feet were moving about three inches at a time, shuffling, not lifting. And again, we're kind of all headed there at some point. That's not the concern. The concern is, this guy's running the country. That's the concern. And the Democrats were willing to fall on that sword, regardless of his mental acuity and his physical condition. That's on them. He's just, he's just kind of <laughs> their, their apparatus, if you will. That's disturbing. There's uh, somebody asked about the gun control bill, wanted us to discuss that. Uh, Carl sent that in, and yes, H.R. 8, it did pass the House, it's headed to the Senate. uh, Chuck Schumer, of course the majority leader of the Senate, says it's wildly popular, favored by the American people. it's uh, it's a basically institutes stricter background checks and and it's uh, it deals with loans and gifts and sales of firearms that often occur outside of the typical retail transaction gun store environment and it essentially requires the same fees paperwork record keeping. Uh, that would apply to a gun store. And so if you go to a gun show, for example, it's, it's long been thought... Oh,
2: it's even more egregious than that. They want it to the point where if grandpappy yeah. gives grandson a 410, he's got to have a
3: background check. It's, it's crazy. It, and the theory that is shared by the gun control enthusiasts is that? That is the source of these guns that end up in the hands of these wackos that go play shoot 'em up. Right. Such as was it uh, Mirage? Right. Was that the hotel in Vegas? Was it the Mirage? Ah, shoot. That was the latest. I thought it was MGM. No, it wasn't MGM. I'm certain about that. I think it was the Mirage. I don't know. Yeah, the Mirage is where Siegfried and Roy... Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay, okay. Which is right there. Samsonite, I was way yeah. off. Uh, Mandalay Bay, right there. I've stayed there on the, the end of the strip there. And, yeah, that's right. And then we had the Florida school. That's the other one they point to. but And all of them. And these are horrible situations. Terrible and it's one idiot with a gun. And I just don't think there's any empirical evidence to suggest that, oh yeah, if we put these background checks in place at gun shows, I just don't think that's where the bad guys that want to go out and wreak havoc and score these serial killings, not, not serial, mass killings, what it is, mass murder, such as at the Mandalay Bay. That's not where it's happening. I just
2: don't believe that. And well, that's the other misrepresentation: is if you're buying a firearm from an FFL at a gun show, you're still getting a background check, even though it's at a gun show. That's right. They're not. They're not accomplishing anything other than creating lists of gun owners, infringing upon Second Amendment rights, yep. and generally just having a solution in search of a problem.
3: Well, well, hasn't there been some evidence to support the idea that these idiots that go out and commit these heinous mass killings, even if background checks were in place, would not have barred them from purchasing a firearm? No. I, I don't...
2: Nine times out of ten. 99 I, times out of hundred.
3: If unless there's some and I've always believed this, some sort of technology that can detect that somebody's about to have a short circuit in their head, I don't think this stops. I just don't. Some wacko is gonna be born somewhere out there or becomes one. And and clearly you're clinical. If you're okay with showing up at the Mandalay Bay, that guy, remember that guy I still don't know what what all the details, uh, can't can't really trace that to anything that says, well, this is what happened. That guy was like holed up in a hotel hotel room there with an arsenal, right, in his room, and he goes out and just starts spraying bullets. And they don't know why. And I don't think there's anything to come out. It would make their case so much stronger if they could say that that guy and the idiot down in Florida – And, uh, oh, shoot, you know the one in Colorado that happened years ago? Heck, Luke Woodham in Pearl. If there was just something to say, yeah, we'd have caught that at the background, that these guys were, they weren't right. They weren't mentally stable. Not between grandpa and grandkid. Here's a 410. Let's go learn how to handle, properly handle, and shoot a firearm. The idea that they're they're mass murderers that are flooding into gun shows, that's insane. That just ain't where it's happening. This is bull. And notice it's H.R. 8. Remember we said something about that the other day, that the the party in charge of a particular chamber where a bill originates reserves the right to number the legislation, and they do so in accordance with priority. This is 8. One, of course, is the for the People Act, the one that completely forklifts the entire election process and transfers total control of that to the federal government. We had Secretary of State Watson on the air the other day discussing that. But anyhow, that's what's going on with this dead gum H.R. 8 gun control legislation.
2: It seems like nobody on the left wants to address the complexity of the issue which is partially driven by their political narrative if media wasn't constantly toting water for the Democrats to try to push gun control then they wouldn't shine a big giant spotlight on these crazy people just creating this vicious cycle of crazy people wanting to get their 15 minutes of
3: fame it's exactly what it is that's exactly what it's there some sort of perverted pleasure they get out of that crap. And if they they weren't born with that short circuit in their brain, I would argue it's a function of something gone awry in their upbringing that caused their brain to start functioning improperly. Because that's what's at the heart of it we got a break right here. We'll come back with more on the JT Show. Stay with us.
15: Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk lakeland yard and garden even offers local delivery lakeland yard and garden growing your way and serving you for over 40 years stop by or call today located at lakeland drive and airport road 601-939-7304 online at lakelandyardandgarden.com listen to your garden mama now it's lakeland yard and garden center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more
7: This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, May Cotton was down 110 to 87.25. July cotton was down 106 to 88.14. At the opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, May soybeans were down 18 and 3 quarters to 1394 and 3 quarters per bushel. July soybeans were down 18 cents to 1383 and a half per bushel. May corn was down four and a quarter to 534 and a quarter per bushel. July corn was down four and a half to five twenty-three and three quarters per bushel. At the mercantile, April live cattle was up 75 to 119.27. June live cattle was up 42 to 120.10. April feeders up 67 to 141.95. May feeders up 57 to 146.97. At this hour, the Dow Jones is up 146 points, 32,632. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network.
11: This season and every season, protect your rice fields with a full suite of herbicides from Valent USA. With Bolero 8 EC, League, and Regiment herbicides, Valent has an option to help you handle whatever weeds you're facing. Specially formulated to control the toughest weeds, including variety of broadleaf, sedge, grass, and aquatic weeds, Valent herbicides are proven to help growers start strong and protect their crop every step of the way. Visit valent.com rice to learn more. Always read and follow label instructions.
12: Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Here's what people are saying about the JT Show. (laughs) I just don't make no sense. The JT Show. It just don't make no sense. Super Talk Mississippi.
20: so loud, baby, it's the guitar man, who's gonna steal the show, you know, baby, baby it's, it's the, the guitar, guitar man, he can make
3: you love, he can make you cry, he will bring you down, and get, your get high. <laughs> you
16: high,
3: David Gates and Brad, guitar man. I tell you that, Rhino Aims to please in the all hit request line here at Super Talk, Mississippi. Chris and Summit makes a great point, says, please, referring to President Biden. Our schools are open and the stadiums are filling up. Makes me so mad as a teacher to hear them talking about opening schools like we're all closed. Couldn't agree more, Chris. I'm telling you, he's backwards. He you waiting on me, you're backing up.
2: Well, we can always count on our esteemed colleagues in the journalistic integrity industry.
3: Your colleague,
2: not mine. It's <laughs> not my colleague. I'm not a journalist. Okay. Neither am I. I'll stop trying to blow smoke up. The, <laughs> you, this is what you get when you tune in for a White House press briefing.
16: We were promised a White House cat. What, what happened to that? Where is the cat?
5: Today's a good day for the cat. Um, I don't have any update on the cat. We know the cat uh, will break uh, the
3: Internet. Uh, <laughs> the cat's going to break that is so pathetic
2: meanwhile there's a picture floating around on social media of a dog bed just leaned up against the wall outside the White House <laughs> let me in cue the Sarah McLaughlin music
3: <laughs> that's right <laughs> oh god that's who that covered Oregon gal has kind of me of a little bit you missed that folks. We played the covered Oregon jingle yesterday from 2014 when they were trying to promote uh, the Obamacare exchanges, wanted everybody to sign up. They spent 250 million dollars at the point they produced that video, and then they pulled the plug on it after about 500 million in the tank. Unbelievable. I did want to make a little, a little correction, not a major one, to something I said, I think it was yesterday, about Joe Biden celebrating International Women's Day and how they're trying to reimagine the military to be more gender-friendly, female-friendly. I, I said that they were talking about uh, reengineering the combat gear for pregnant Women, that's actually not true. They are, in fact, making some changes in combat gear to accommodate females. But the maternity gear is for flight suits, so they can. I don't really understand that, but uh, and I've never been pregnant. Uh, but it's flight suits. I have flown an airplane, uh, so they're tailoring the combat gear. But they're reimagining the flight suits to accommodate a pregnant female. Uh, And by the way. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Which is it? Do they want a year of maternity leave or do they want the women to have to stay on the Air Force payroll till the day they give birth? Flying airplanes around. A good point. I thought. Which is it, wackos? That's true. But don't forget, in case you're a female and you don't want to have a child, don't want to be of child, the government, courtesy of the taxpayers, will gladly accommodate you in a gender reassignment surgery. (laughs) Why are we talking about that in our military? So, I don't know if you caught it, folks, but Tucker Carlson went off on a rant on the military's wokeness and he, he got criticized by the Pentagon. The Pentagon's basically said, this is scary. Oh, no. China, Russia, terrorists in the Middle East who seek to obliterate us off the planet, those are, those are no concerns. Those are secondary. It's the systemic racism and the domestic terrorism and those Trump supporters that may be found throughout the ranks of the military, that's where the big challenge is. And i got to tell you people, I've got lots of friends that served with honor and distinction in the military, and, and, they, and by the way, these are white people, black people, females, I know several, and I've point blank asked them, in your experience, did you see oppression racism zip zero and you know one of those friends served in combat you know with the bullets flying around your head in Vietnam few years older than me served in Vietnam he said Gerard when the bullets are flying around and you're getting ambushed you don't give a damn what the race is of the people around you and they don't either and that's what I've heard over and over again but our woke Pentagon leaders succumbing To this mob, and to the Democrats, say, yeah, we got to work on that. That's just bull. Show it to me. Forget about China and Russia. They're nothing. A little bit more guitar man here as we bump out of the first hour. We'll come back with more talk on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
21: Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Some eligible Americans may be getting $1,400 stimulus payments in their bank accounts as soon as this weekend, according to the White House, now that President Biden has signed the Democrats' American Rescue Plan into law.
0: It extends unemployment benefits. It helps small businesses, it lowers health care premiums for many. It provides food and nutrition, keeps families in their homes. And it will cut child poverty in this country in half, according to the experts.
21: The president there in a speech marking one year of the coronavirus pandemic. Republicans voting against the plan say it's too expensive with too much non-COVID spending. It's the fourth day of jury selection at Derek Chauvin's trial. He's the former Minneapolis police officer whose knee was on George Floyd's neck when he died. The one juror seated yesterday says about the video of the arrest.
1: It's just obvious if
9: he wouldn't just comply, then that wouldn't happen.
21: America's listening to Fox News.
12: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at The Range in Gluckstadt. This month, we'll be celebrating the anniversary of our first year in business. My wife, Jane, never misses a chance to remind me how bad my timing was to open a retail gun store right at the start of a global pandemic. But thanks to many of you, we've had a great year. Plus, we've made a lot of new friends. We have ammo arriving daily, and you will find our prices to be the lowest in the area. We'll be offering specials all month to celebrate me proving my wife wrong. So I hope you'll come see us.
19: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Our state and Texas were some of the first to begin lifting mask
7: mandates.
19: So what do people think about that decision?
7: We're open. We're free. I don't have to wear a mask at the gym. It's great. I love it. We
20: are keeping the mask and following the guidelines, staying at safe distances, and that's a good thing. I just want to say we're
7: proud of
1: our governor.
12: I think it should have always been open. I'm happy that we are open. I'm happy that people can make the decision what they want to do.
19: The Department of Health reporting its highest case total of the week.
10: 763 new cases of COVID-19 brings the state's total up to just under 300,000. With the confirmation of 19 additional deaths, 6,883 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. On a positive note, as of Monday, nearly 284,000 Mississippians have recovered from
12: COVID-19.
19: I'm Kelly Bennett.
12: Before you dig or drive stakes in the ground, call 811 or you might hit. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. (laughs) An electric line or a gas line.
20: Tents gone.
12: Yeah, driving stakes, call Mississippi 811 two days before pounding. It may
13: keep you out of the. Don't worry, honey. The doghouse is just fine. There's room for both of us in here.
12: Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries.
14: Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet,
19: The Protecting the Rights to Organize Act, or PRO Act, is advancing mostly along party lines in D.C. Congressman Michael Guest says it would overturn right to work laws in 27 states, including ours.
8: It actually takes away the secret ballot provision and so if a union is going to vote on whether or not they want to unionize or not uh, now they're required to do so by secret ballot where we would know uh, how everyone would vote so that that puts a lot of pressure on those individuals who don't want to be part of the union. Manslaughter
19: charges against a 14-year-old are being upgraded to second-degree murder. Bridget Forehand will be charged as an adult for the murder of Mikkel Gordon of Ocean Springs. The 19-year-old victim was found laying in the road earlier this week in the Fountain Blue community of Jackson County. Witnesses claim the shooting was unprovoked. I'm Kelly Bennett.
13: We'll <laughs> Taylor Power Systems is a premier manufacturer of standby generators based in Clinton, Mississippi. They manufacture generators for numerous industries like medical centers, municipalities, utility providers, data centers, water associations, and agriculture. You can rest assured your operation will stay powered up and on track with a Taylor Power standby generator. To discuss your generator options today, call a Taylor Power Systems specialist at 601-922-4444.
18: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Just when you think you've heard it all...
19: Heard it all. Heard it all. Heard it all.
0: It's time. It's time to kickstart another hour of The J.T. Show. Pretty freaking ears. On with the show. Showtime. Now, here's more with J.T.
3: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Friday, y'all. Mike and Richton says pregnant women are not allowed to fly anyway, but the female military pilots want a change to their flight suit because when they're on desk duty, just like their male counterparts, they want to walk around in the flight suits as a way of showing off. In quotes that they are pilots, and the government wants to accommodate them because female numbers are down. They're overthinking all of this. That may be the case, Mike, but I went back and listened again, and what he said was... That
2: may be what the military asked for, but the politicians are putting their own spin on it, which is dumb.
3: He specifically said, we're going to redesign the flight suits to accommodate pregnant women. I, I mean, that's... I'm. Uh, that's not the exact quote. We'll look it up because I think the word maternity was in there. It's something about a maternity flight suit. Is is kind of the three words I remember, strung together. But I'm not sure about the pregnant women are not allowed to fly. Are you talking, Mike? Are you talking about in the military because pregnant women can certainly fly. I think he's talking about the military. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I I don't know, but that's what President Biden said in his speech the other day was that he, he had ordered the military to redesign the flight suit. I
2: mean, by the rules of debate in 2021, we can then just flip-flop and be upset that they're being exclusionary of pregnant females the, yeah. by not allowing them to perform their duties.
3: That's correct. They,
2: See how uh, this perpetually offended crap works? You don't actually get <laughs> offended. You're just looking for a reason to be right <laughs> and right. the victim all at the same time.
3: Uh so Politifact says that to a blog post which said Biden is making maternity flight suits so pregnant women can fly can fight fight in the military. No, that's not that ain't right. They got that all they got that all confused there. That's not what he said. Uh but
2: Never been in the military, but I'm presuming there are multiple types of flight suits because when I think of a flight suit, I think of the like the top gun flight suit, which that thing's pressurized to or not pressurized. it It squeezes your lower extremities so you don't pass out during G's.
3: That's right, it, depending on what altitude you're flying at and and how fast you're going. Right. The Gs you're pulling. so uh, yeah, and I'm just looking at uh, an article here It's got a photo of a of a lady in a flight suit um, in the military that is showing off her her pregnancy, shall we say. Uh, I, so, I don't know but I'm, I'm also seeing on military.com Air Force takes first step to buy mili- uh, maternity flight suits and this is from last year, so I'm confused. I don't know what the heck the message was out of the President, but he definitely said something to that effect, and uh, maybe when we go to the break, I'll look up the exact text of the of his speech that that uh, suggested that Reese and Clarksdale says pregnant pilots would would uh, be a mean opponent. I've known some tough pregnant women. Oh, geez, be careful there, be careful there, Reese. How is women more powerful than man in the air force that too on the ceasefire text line i don't i 'm not really sure that 's what the message there was. I just think it 's all part of this effort on the part of the President and the Pentagon to make the military more accommodant i don 't honestly don 't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is is when we start getting focused on that instead of the mission of the armed forces. There's there's two really, it's easy, there's two bullet points to the mission of the armed forces. One is to deter war. You build it, you create it, you operate it in such a way, you configure it, that we don't go to war. That's what we want. Peace. The other is, but if we do, we got to win. Just simple as that. Now, anything the military does to enhance and fulfill that mission, I'm for. You just don't hear that. You don't hear much about that. You hear about rooting out systemic racism in the ranks. And there's no evidence it exists. You got, you got the uh, commander of the Navy that's suggesting members, uh, or he's suggesting his uh, service folks read these these woke books. You got that kind of stuff. I don't know. I'd, I would rather see them, if they're going to spend their free time reading, read something about how to deter and win wars. That's what I'd like to see them do. I, so I'm not sure, but it's it's just clear that it's just all pandering more than anything else. It's political pandering. Life, Well and Supply says, wouldn't they need a new one every month or does it stretch? I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. But I'm sure that, yeah, I mean, in my experience of being married to one who got pregnant, she did get a little larger as time went on through that nine-month period. That's a, I think that's a good thing. He doesn't even know what his speech was about, referring to Biden, that from Malcolm, from Tishomingo County. You know, it's, it's concerning. I'll, I'll just tell you, when you watch that, you come away with this feeling of weakness. That's probably the best way I could describe it. it the policies are weak. The delivery is weak. The person delivering them does not exactly inspire and instill confidence and the feeling of safety and well-being you don't get that feeling you don't certainly don't get the feeling that he believes this country should be taken care of and its people before the other countries the other nations and that the vast majority of the people that are just kind of middle I'm not gonna say normal that's Cancel. <laughs> you know, but it's the people that are just sort of mainstream, traditional-type people. They don't seem to get any attention in anything he says, in any of the policies. But by God, they can shower $1,400 just out of thin air on however many people are going to receive that, $160 million or something like that, when you count the children, and declare that... The war on poverty is hereby won. It's the United States of welfare. That's just what it is. You can look at it and analyze it from all different directions, but when you look at $1.9 trillion and you look at $1,400 ahead, and don't forget, add that to the $1,800 already gone out the door in less than a year. It's 3200 bucks. Just, boom, here you go. My concern is, have we gotten to a point where, when running for public office, certainly at the federal level, you can't win by espousing the principles of freedom and liberty and limited government and individualism. You can only win if you promise the largesse of government. You can only win. So, with another thing that bothered me in his speech last night is he. We got that. You know, we're all in this together nonsense, and and the word collective and collectivism, and any time I hear that coming out of an American politician, I get worried. That just sounds too much, like socialism, communism. That it doesn't. Again, it doesn't exude individualism, and individual liberty, it it just collectivism, that's... no, that's not how it works. Freedom, free markets, individual liberties, that's what made this country great. And exercising those, and capitalizing on one's individual strengths and, and allowing them an environment, enabling an environment that allows them to do so, that's what made this country great, not collectivism. It's it's disturbing when you see that coming out of a president. It's time for a break right here. We'll come back with more on the JT Show. Stay with us.
11: I was a drug addict for 16 years, but I've been sober almost seven years now. Christian business owner and family man. At Adult and Teen Challenge, we're helping rescue men out of addiction right here in Mississippi and teaching them how to be productive members of society. Help us by donating a vehicle to our vehicle donation program. Any condition, running or not, we pick it up, we do all the paperwork and you get a tax deduction. Contact us 601-572-7296 or go to mercyhouseteenchallenge.org. Thank you for
14: helping
6: us get our Daddy's
1: back.
12: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Hey,
0: hey, hey. Do you have an opinion on something you heard from JT or Rhino? Go ahead, grab your phone and text it to them. You can text at 601 879 4395. 601 879 4395. The JT Show on Super Talk, Mississippi.
3: JT Show continues Super Talk Mississippi on this.
2: Friday, y'all.
3: Gerard and Rhino in the studio. Mike in Richton writes back, says, Yes, pregnant women in the military are not allowed to fly because of the G's they pull in the jets. Okay. And yes, Rhino was right. It will squeeze, so they want it redesigned when they are in maternity. Okay, thanks. I I get that. Appreciate that. Here is what, just to clarify, I just want to make sure everybody, we get this right. This is what, the President said, uh, "You know some of, and I'm quoting, okay, exactly what he said. And this is, by the way, from the White House website. This is this is his remarks, the text of it, from that uh, from that particular speech. You know some of some of it is relatively straightforward work where we're making good progress designing body armor that fits women properly, tailoring combat uniforms for women Creating maternity flight suits, updating updating requirements for their hairstyles. All right, and just before that, he said the women who join today's military aren't told no when they apply to fly fighter jets or attack helicopters just because of their gender. They aren't told no when they want to apply to ranger school or infantry officer basic training. Here's where I stand on that. I don't really care what the heck your gender is or your race or your background or ethnicity or income status. I just want the people who are best suited, no pun intended, to to fulfill that mission of our armed forces, which is deter war and win wars. That's all I care about. I bet most clear-thinking Americans... Feel the same way. But are we headed to quotas in the military? So, well, I'm sorry.
2: Critical race theory would almost dictate that.
3: It it does dictate that. So, that's what concerns me. This is just kind of a, a start. We're inching towards that. We're inching ever so closely towards that. Remember the discovery we had This was last year, the the Sandia Labs. That's our national nuclear lab that was requiring all of their employees to participate and complete a seminar that claimed rugged individualism and hard work are unique to white male culture. Now, this is what we're teaching the people responsible for designing and producing America's nuclear arsenal, you think that might have something to do with deterring war? I'm not sure. Once we start shooting nukes back and forth, I don't know that it's winnable. Uh, you could, I guess, you could model it out on some sort of very limited basis, and kind of reminds me of the old war game. I was about to say we've all
2: seen how <laughs> war games ends,
3: <laughs> but.
2: The only winning strategy is not to play.
3: Yeah, after it keeps going through all the scenarios right on the screen.
2: Global thermonuclear. <laughs> that's, war.
3: Right. Go, that's right. That's right. Had a nice
2: game of tic tac toe.
3: <laughs> what was uh what was the guy's name? The actor who's all grown up now,
2: Matthew Broderick. Matthew
3: Broderick, yeah, and the uh, the kind of southern guy that played the general. He's a great character actor. Anyhow, the the teaching at Sandia Labs is that rugged individualism, a can-do attitude, hard work, and striving towards success. They sound good, but in fact they are devastating to women and people of color. No can-do attitude. No striving towards success. So what are you supposed to do? I can't do it. I need to be collective. I'm thinking about the the antithesis of these uh, various cultural norms, these principles, I'm not going to work hard, and I'm going to fail. That's what you are embracing? How does that help? How does that deter war? How does it win war? So this is way beyond just maternity flight suits. That's the concern. Oh, boy. Darren and Jackson sent a photo of the submarine he served on, the USS Sam Rayburn. Uh, that looks like, if I'm not mistaken, Darren, help me out here, a bunch of nuclear warheads maybe that are stuck in the top of that guy. So, some sort of ballistic missiles. And that's always been, is it not, Darren, A uh, kind of an advantage this country's had in its military hardware, in its arsenal, when they figured out how to start popping these guys on these subs, and it could be launched, right, from a Oh, yeah, sub from
2: anywhere in the world, essentially.
3: And hit any target, basically, in the world. The problem, of course, if you've been paying attention, is now China's whipping our butt in that respect. More aircraft carriers than we had. And I don't know, I'm not an expert enough on modern warfare to know whether or not that makes sense but
2: they've been steadily gaining in military industrial power since the mid-90s but they really ramped it up in the last decade yeah to the point where there have been calls by the military for updates and upgrades to equipment that's commonly used because china's got better stuff sometimes that's Like our, our cannon, our, our munitions, like the howitzer. Right. China's got a bigger and badder one, because we've been sitting on our haunches and haven't developed a new one. And those who blasted
3: Trump... Or
2: they did. I think we've come up with a different way to use
3: it, but yeah. Because he spent... Now get this. He increased military spending just for, for comparative sake. He increased military spending over the four years by just just under $200 billion. Biden just signed $1.9 trillion, of which a good part is just welfare. They're just going to call it what it is. But what the heck good is welfare if we're blown up? What are you going to do with that $1,400? I said it the other day if you're a family of four and you got you make under $150,000, and you have two children under five, you're getting, what did I say, $12,800, I think is what the figure comes out to be. 5600 on the $1,400, and then you're getting 7200 yeah, 7200 on the uh, child credit. What good is that if you're blown up? Yeah, Darren writes back, says it's 16 Poseidon missiles I'm assuming, Darren, that those are nuclear or can be armed with nuclear warheads. Notice the missile tube hatches painted like pool balls. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I do see that. That is neat. Larry and Jackson says, we will get our ASS handed to us if we get in a ground war. Oh, man, I pray we don't, and I'm concerned about that as well.
2: Well, that's a numbers game if you consider a ground war with China.
3: We don't, do, we don't fare well in that category. What's their population? Two billion? Is that right?
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
3: We're 330 million. And their mil- their military's probably bigger than our-, than our entire population. I don't know the numbers. I'm just guessing the way they demand it, record- mandate it. And C.J. writes back, says, I understand that. I'm not saying leave the U.S., but Biden policy is not being enforced in certain states. Yes. Yeah, so and this is a question he asked. I'm sorry, let me back up. What are your thoughts on Washington, D.C., becoming irrelevant and states just doing their own thing, such as Florida, Texas, Mississippi? Isn't that good for us as conservatives? I, I mean, it's, it's not a matter of whether or not it's good for us. It's just a matter of whether or not it, it's practical and it can be done, the, the concern that I have, and I I have been an outspoken critic of this for years, is that the state of Mississippi is highly dependent, the most dependent, of any other state in the nation on federal money. $14 billion dollars of the total 20 that we spend, when you look at our general fund, comes from, you heard Senator Wiggins talking about Medicaid. It's a seven billion dollar program of which the state's part is under a billion, as an example. When there's lots of other uh, situations as well. But it's how do we replace that money, because they just cut it off. And then you end up, I mean, so the courts would have to sort that out. There you go, with a little Freddie Mercury and Queen bumping us out here. We'll come back with more after the 12 o'clock break. We've got Representative Nick Bain going to join us. Stay with us on the JT Show.
16: the Open House Event of the Year at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service on Old Fannin Road in Flowood. For just two days, Friday, March 12th and Saturday, March 13th, the entire staff at RJ's will be profiling every boat and in inventory to the public. Special incentives will be offered on select models in stock for just two days. Factory reps will also be on hand to answer any of your questions. R.J. sells top-of-the-line boat brands like Skeeter Performance Fishing Boats, Bennington Luxury Pontoon Boats, G3, War Eagle, and Express Aluminum Fishing Boats. All the brands that that RJ's carries are powered by Yamaha Outboards. From the ultra-portable Yamaha F2.5 to the mighty Yamaha F425 XTO, you won't find a better outboard on the market. Also on site will be reps from Humminbird Depth Finders and Minn Kota Trolling Motors. Don't forget to drop in before or during the event to register for a chance to win a G3 boat with a Yamaha Outboard package. Drawing held on Saturday, RJ's Outboards Annual Open House, Friday, March 12th and Saturday, March 13th. 1208 Old Fannin Road at the Reds.
13: It's scary to be diagnosed with stage 3 rectal cancer at age 30. I was a new mom with a new job and a husband out of town when I found out. So I'm very thankful for St. Dominic's. I met with a different specialist every day for a week. And all of a sudden, I had an entire team of medical professionals coming together to save my life. And that's exactly what they did for me and my son. Thanks to St. Dominic's, I can be the mom I always wanted to be.
5: St. Dominic's. Skilled hands. Compassionate hearts.
2: Madison Sellers, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits, from special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner. It's all at Madison Sellers Premium Wine and Spirits, Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center.
19: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Our state and Texas were some of the first to begin lifting mask mandates. So what do people think about that decision?
7: We're open, we're free. I don't have to wear a mask at the gym. It's great, I love it.
20: We are keeping the mask and following the guidelines, staying at safe distances, and that's a good thing. I just
1: wanna say we're proud of our
12: governor. I think it should have always been open. I'm happy that we are open. I'm happy that people can make the decision what they wanna do.
19: The Department of Health reporting its highest case total of the week.
10: 763 new cases of COVID-19 brings the state's total up to just under 300,000. With the confirmation of 19 additional deaths, 6,883 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. On a positive note, as of Monday, nearly 284,000 Mississippians have recovered
19: from COVID-19. I'm Kelly Bennett. Confidence, peace of mind,
3: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show is on the air. Gerard Gibbert, Rhino, in the studio, kicking it up here on this Friday, y'all. Yeah, so there's, uh, I'm trying to find some of the text here we got. Appreciate it. Lo- lots of uh, veterans of our armed forces texting in today and really appreciate that. And As always, thank you for your service. If anybody's watching, notice that I've got the traditional red on on Friday, wearing the red shirt. Stands for Remember Everyone Deployed. It's been a practice of mine for well over a decade, I think. So happy to just do that little part to call attention to that. So, yeah, on the C Spire text line as a 23-year U.S. Air Force flyer, women can fly when pregnant. One of our boom operators signed a waiver so she could fly till eight months. We didn't wear flight suits for show. It was for comfort and ease of maintenance. Appreciate that. I, you know, I, I think all that's fine. And I, and I am aware that it's more about functionality, uh, is a flight suit, the jumpsuit sort of design. Uh, but it's... It's why t- doctors and nurses wear scrubs. Functionality, sure, but it's. The and only, a little bit of comfort. I think a combination, especially on the feet when you're on your feet oh, all yeah. day. That's important. It's it's just that I would just like for once to hear Biden, the Democrats, our military leaders, talk about what in the world we're doing to deter war, and make sure we're ready to win one. God forbid that should ever happen.
2: Well, they can't do that. That would require pride in your country, and oh. we can't have pride in America. We have to talk about how
3: bad it is here. Oh, my gosh. And that's all I got out of Biden the other day. And I understand it was Women's Day. I get it. And and so the, the theme and the subject matter and the comments, we're focused on that. That's fine. But when is he going to say that? Contrast that to Trump who constantly talked about the investment made in rebuilding the military, and you guys can remember, he constantly talked about how it it had been decimated in the prior administration. Totally decimated. And there's a lot of truth in that. I can tell you firsthand, having done a lot of IT work for the Air Force, that the systems were archaic. It was embarrassing. And that's just a system. So I'm sort of connecting that to what I'm afraid also applies to much of our other military infrastructure, including that which we fight with. And so Trump sought to upgrade that. And he, you remember even him talking about You know, A doesn't work with B, but we have a lot of A and a lot of B, and I don't remember specifically what that was, but it was like astounding when you hear him mention that. Uh, So, anyhow, I'm cool with that. Women being in the military, flight suits, all that stuff, I just want to hear what we're doing to achieve the objectives. I haven't heard that yet. And I want to hear some degree of concern uh, uh, from our military leaders about, the global threats, not that somebody is a racist down in the ranks in a barrack somewhere. I'm just not buying that at this point. I'm not saying racists don't exist in the military, they're everywhere. I'm not buying that it's like the top priority. It's the biggest problem facing our military. Here's even what's worse. Think about it, guys. How often have you heard uh, pundits, at least, haven't heard it out of the military leaders, but I've heard leftist pundits say that their concern is that the military consists primarily of Trump supporters. We've got to be worried about our fighting force because oh, they supported Trump. That kind of jump. That's what bothers me. Nick and Oxford said, I was a helicopter pilot in the Army, in S-E-R-E, all caps and acronyms, survival training. They beat the women way worse than they did the men. They taught us not to help them. They knew what they signed up for, but they don't do that anymore. That's the other concern. It's a great point, Nick, that I have, is across our society, we've devalued quality and merit and performance. I just read you what they're talking about out at the nuclear labs. Don't work for perfection and precision or success or rugged individualism or can-do attitude, because you might offend somebody. And that's inherent in white male culture. I don't even know what that is. And I'm a white male. I don't, what is that? I didn't know there was such a thing. I've learned more about myself in the last year from people who don't know me than ever. Unbelievable. Neil from McGee says, I'm sure China and Russia's respect for our military and country is at an all-time high. Come on, man. I think they're just laughing their rears off. Unbelievable. That's what I think. Uh, I'm not sure how the Air Force or Navy does things, but the Army puts pregnant women on a light duty profile, and they continue training up until they can't. If they're in tanks or mechanized infantry... They might as well put up a tent by the simulator. They can operate a desk job, but they lose any chance for promotion points at from Jason and Flagstaff. You know, again, I'm okay with accommodations as long as we can deter and win war. It's results. I'm sure that's racist now, right? Being results oriented. Oh, so it's got to be. I ran my dang company like that for 33 years.
2: Uh, what did put it W coin way back in the day? Gosh, it's been twenty plus years now, the uh, the soft bigotry of low expectations.
3: That's it. That's a, and we are we are living that we are witnessing that firsthand. Chris the mailman says China's about to at least double up on us military-wise. Rhino, what are the numbers there? You just looked it up? Oh yeah, I was
2: looking at the uh, the global firepower strength and numbers website, which is about the easiest one I could find to use. And uh, China's total population is 1.394 billion. Their available manpower is 750 million. Fit for service is sitting at 617 million. Compare that to the U.S. with a total population of 330 million available manpower at 146 million and fit for service at 121 million.
3: So what is so
2: do so they have 600 million fit for service we have 121 million fit for service.
3: They have 6x fit for service and 2x our entire population in terms of who are fit for service in China. Why don't we ever hear that? Is that not of concern?
2: It's of concern to Hollywood. <laughs> That's why it seems like every single movie is slanted with a, a an eye towards China. Because they really don't care about the American box office. You're either going to go see the movie or not. If it's in the, the genre of movies you enjoy, you'll likely see it or pay to stream it. That's terrible. What they're trying to get is the billion people in China to go see their movie.
3: Yeah, totally right. Big market. It's a billion people. Billion people. If you get a
2: third of them... You're doing pretty dang good in the box office.
3: And a third would be equal to every American. Not counting the 20-plus million that aren't accounted for that are here illegally. Nobody knows that number, by the way. That's a whole other can of worms, isn't it? That situation down there at the border. I saw Kevin McCarthy in the U.S. House. He's taking a contingent. Down to the border, twelve people, I think, from the House next week to witness it firsthand. Because Biden, the Democrats, and Jen Saki, Miss Circle lady, they keep they keep downplaying it. They talk about Trump downplaying the virus. What about downplaying the situation on the border? Let's face it, they want totally open borders. Just come one, come all. Help yourself. And the people hurt the most are the people that voted for that guy.
2: Newsflash Biden voters, there are more kids in cages on the border now than ever under Trump.
3: Yep. And though, get this, though you have to show all kinds of credentials to enter this country, that you've been vaccinated, you're not sick, etc., you just come right in at the border. No concern for that. Final segments, second hour are coming up after these messages. The JT show continues. Right. Oh,
6: baby. It is
15: Step into spring and get your planting started at the Garden Extravaganza. Join us March 19 to the 21st at the new Trademark in Jackson. Shop garden, patio, and outdoor at one location. Garden centers, outdoor decor and accessories, landscapers, and so much more. Masks required, lots of space for social distancing, and hand sanitizing stations. Follow Garden Extravaganza on Facebook today and get ready to shop till you drop. Friday, March 19, Saturday, March 20, and Sunday, March 21st at the Trademark in Jackson.
8: DNS Diamonds is having a post market clearance with savings up to 50% store wide. This Thursday and Friday only, DNS Diamonds will offer significant discounts on our current inventory because we need case space for all the new merchandise arriving daily. From stackables to pearls, from bracelets to 14 karat earrings, you'll find significant savings throughout the store. DNS Diamonds post market clearance this Thursday and Friday where you'll save up to 50%. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowwood.
9: Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com.
7: This is the Midday Agri Market Report. We're continuing our talk with Keith Rucker, the North America product manager of Bayer, about vellum and how it will work for cotton growers. You use this
1: product at planting. It's it's actually a liquid product that you spray into the furrow at planting. So when you're planting your crop, you just have a tank on your on your uh, planter, and you have a little drop tube that just dribbles the product right down there in the road. And what that it actually gives you a protected zone right around that seed. So when that seed germinates, it's just, it protects it from the nematodes. It will kill the nematodes on contact, and uh, this product is going to last for about uh, 60 days. In the, in the soil, and what that will allow your crop to do is get off and go into a good start, get a good root system established in the ground uh, without any nematodes on it. We've, we've learned over many, many years that if you can really get that plant going the first month or two, uh, it has a good fighting chance for the rest of the season to be successful.
7: This is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. When it comes to growing cotton, I'm looking for
12: results. That's why I choose the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. The powerful combination of Guard 3 Flex cotton and Extendimax herbicide with Vapor Grip technology means I'm getting built-in pest protection and an increased spectrum of control of insects like bollworms and tobacco budworm on top of effective weed control. That adds up to stronger yield potential. In fact, Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton showed an 87 pound per acre advantage on average versus top planted phytogen varieties. It's no wonder the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System is the number one choice for so many of us. For me, the choice is easy. I choose results. I choose the Roundup Ready Extend Crop
8: System. Yield claims are based on 2017 to 2019 Bayer Trials. Extend-A-Max is a restricted-use pesticide. Check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state. Always read and follow IRM where applicable, grain marketing, and all other stewardship practices and pesticide labels.
5: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Supertalk Jackson 97.3.
0: Thanks for hanging out with JT and Rhino. You've got the JT Show. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourself.
17: Roger that.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Everyone, the JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi. We are rocking and rolling on this
2: Friday, y'all.
3: Alright, gonna shift the conversation a little bit, if that's okay. This is from Gary in the Berg. He wants to wants us to discuss the earned income tax credit. Seems the more kids you have, the more money you get, up to three children's. Seems uh, children seems all you do is file a tax form even if you don't pay taxes. Yeah, the earned income tax credit, just to kind of clarify, it, it is, uh, it's a refundable tax credit. And all that really means is that even if you don't incur any tax liability – and let's make sure we don't do what all the liberals did after the first year folks filed their taxes, 18 – I think it was after the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act went into effect, after President Trump signed it in 17, that people were all freaking out because they're filing their tax returns and they're used to getting refunds, and they weren't getting a refund. Well, that's because that your pay went up. After the bill went into effect, your take-home net pay because your tax liability went down. And in a perfect world, what you should have is a situation where when you file your tax return, you don't owe anything and they don't owe you anything. That's the way you'd like to structure it. And you can control that by making sure you've got the number of exemptions, dependents, if you will, on file, on your, uh, when you you fill out your, your payroll paperwork, your employment paperwork, Uh, Make sure you've got that set. And then you can even, if you've got other situations that you know are going to reduce your tax liability when you file your, your tax return or increase it, you can make some dollar adjustment to your withholding one way or another, just based on that. But the thing that caught everybody is that because the bill doubled, essentially, the personal exemption, or the standard deduction, I should say, the standard deduction, it eliminated the personal exemption. Many people didn't have to itemize anymore to get the benefit of those expenses from a tax perspective, and when they filed their return, as a result, they didn't get a refund because they paid less in through the year, so it all washed out. In Which the To end. break
2: that down, if, if you get a refund, that's money that you could have been using to either grow that money in an investment or buy something that you didn't have to wait until tax season to buy. I mean, it's it's your money. You're doing with it what you want. But if you pay too much and get a refund every year, that's just money sitting in an account for the government that's not drawing any interest for you. You can't use it. It's just sitting there until Uncle Sam goes, oh, yeah, I took too much. Here, take some back.
3: And, in fact, they're using it. Oh, yeah. Effectively, they're using it. So, yeah, Gary, it's the, the, kind of a long way of describing or getting to the answer to your question. But when you do your return, if it turns out that that uh, you have a tax liability, but you're entitled to this earned income tax credit, which, by the way, unless you attend to it, again, in your payroll, that wouldn't be reflected in your withholding. So when you file your return, you've got this credit you apply it first – offsets your tax liability, and anything above that, when you file your return, compute your return, anything beyond that, because it is refundable, the government sends you a check. And last time I checked, it was about $8 billion a year of checks going out under that program. So when you do your return, let's just say that it, it comes out that you um, you paid in 1000 and you owe 1500 when you do your return. Therefore, you've got to send the IRS $500. But you're entitled to an earned income tax credit of $2,000. Well, it's going to first apply to that $500 you owe, leaving $1,500, and then they're going to send you a check for $1,500. So there are a lot of people in this country that when they file the returns, it's not that they're getting a refund on overpayment, which is the exact word on your tax return, as that they're getting... A welfare check, essentially. A distribution check. And yes, it does increase. And you do have to have children, and you do have to have earned income to qualify for that. But the biggest thing is this child tax credit. That's going to dwarf, frankly. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. It's going to be much bigger than – I'll be canceled. It's going to be much bigger. (laughs) You're laughing. Well,
2: it's because if you try to use the (laughs) PC word, it sounds silly. I know. It's just little (laughs) people.
3: That's right. It little People's the EITC. What? A, I'll clarify that uh, after we have Nick Bain on after the news coming up. Representative Nick Bain will join us. A lot to talk about with him. We'll get into the taxes after that. Thanks for joining us. The JT Show continues.
0: For Ole Miss Sports, WFMN, Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345
21: 8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. At least four members of New York's congressional delegation, including Jerry Nadler and Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, join other Democrats in the state legislature calling on Governor Andrew Cuomo to resign over allegations of misconduct with women and covering up nursing home coronavirus deaths. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio.
1: The governor should do the right thing and recognize that he just can't do
21: the job any longer. Governor Cuomo denies wrongdoing and has said he will not resign and would have to be impeached. President Biden tells other world leaders in a partnership called the Quad, the coronavirus stimulus bill he signed yesterday will be good for their countries too.
20: The president telling the prime ministers of India, Australia, and Japan, the package will help drive global economic growth and defeat the coronavirus.
7: Launching an ambitious new joint partnership that is going to uh, boost vaccine manufacturing and uh, for the global benefit
20: the quad is an informal alliance designed to combat growing chinese influence
21: fox's rachel sutherland america's listening to fox news
4: as locals ads security is committed to keeping the community safe we're the same great company same local office with the same local service you've counted on for years visit us in gluckstadt ads security 601-898-3105
18: call today
4: This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. 1-800-647-8540 or on the web MajesticMetalsINC.com.
19: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. In response to a couple of gun control measures being pushed through Congress, Mississippi Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith and others are introducing legislation that would block state gun registries. The Gun Owner Registration Information Act, or GRIP, would prohibit states, localities, or any other organization from using federal funding to maintain gun registries. Hyde-Smith says this will require adherence to a law that says federal money can't be used to track or hassle gun owners. Despite the pandemic, our state's credit rating has remained double A. State Treasurer David McRae says they've been taking advantage of low interest rates. And then last year, we did a refinancing of our debt to uh, fixed interest rate, where I saved the state
12: $36 million, Tate and I saved the state $36 million, and that outperformed AAA-rated Texas.
19: I'm Kelly Bennett.
5: Okay, my name's not Smokey, and I'm certainly not a bear, but I do come bearing an important message regarding wildfires. If it's a windy day, don't burn. And make sure you're not under a burn ban. Because like the slogan says, only you can prevent wildfires. I know, it sounds better when he says it. So pretend it came from a big furry bear in a ranger hat. And visit msforestry.com for more wildfire prevention tips. A message from the Mississippi Forestry Commission through a grant from the USDA Forest Service.
15: Honey, are you sure you don't need to call Mississippi 811 before you dig the post holes? I'm
13: just going down a foot or two.
12: It's really not digging.
15: Okay, but I'm just saying.
12: Hello. I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Digging post holes? You'll need to call Mississippi 811 2 days before you dig to prevent you from hitting things like underground electric wires. <laughs> <laughs>
14: Honey, our electricity just died.
12: Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries.
19: Mississippi ranks near the top when it comes to teen driving fatalities. Major Johnny Palos with the Mississippi Highway Patrol says most of the teens that are killed in car crashes aren't wearing seatbelts, so they're showing them what can happen.
8: We've got a seatbelt rollover simulator. Matter of fact, we have two that actually gives you an idea of what happens in a rollover crash when someone is not restrained and they are ejected out of that vehicle 30 to 40 feet in the air and then you land on concrete or hard surface. The human body can take a lot, but it can't take that type of trauma.
19: You can schedule a demonstration at your school by calling the highway patrol. A Horn Lake woman tried to take the lottery into her own hands. Her crime spree. Lasted a few weeks, but Randy Lee Monzon was eventually arrested in Tennessee and charged with theft and 12 counts of burglary. She worked for a store in Northeast Memphis and allegedly took over $31,000 in lottery tickets and thousands in cash. I'm Kelly Bennett.
5: Twilight concerts at Renaissance are back live Saturday, April 24th. Taz
7: out, cooling
5: hour, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more. It's
7: a full day of music. Presented
5: by Wicked Wheat Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Carefully. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are here from Nuke's Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland.
12: Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3 the JT show on Super Talk Mississippi real talk for real Mississippians now here's your host JT JT
3: everyone. The JT Show continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Rhino in the studio on this Friday, y'all. Joining us now, our good friend representing a District 2 of Mississippi. That's way up there in Appalachia, as they call it. Representative Nick Bain. Afternoon, Nick. How are you today, sir? Hey, Gerard. Can you hear me?
17: Yes, sir. I'm, we got I'm, you. Uh, I'm doing well. You good. play? Good. I'm doing well. Thank you for that.
3: Yeah. You, I was going to ask you if you're playing baseball this weekend.
17: Yeah, we are. We. My eight year old is playing. My eleven year old hadn't got geared up yet, uh, but my eight year old is playing in a in a tournament in Horn Lake. So hopefully the weather's going to be good, and that'll be a, a good outcome. I
3: know you'll have a good time with that. Uh, but just had to make sure you were all scheduled up and enjoying. Uh, it's spring, man. You got to get out there and and toss the ball around and. Uh, I know you guys are having a good time with that. Hopefully, you'll get down there. Yes, sir. To uh, my son Nick's gig over there in Vicksburg. Hopefully, y'all got that somewhere on the schedule before the year's out to enjoy Sports Force Park over there. That's an incredible complex,
17: one of the best in the state, and uh, uh, and your son and his crew did a fantastic job when we did that last August.
3: Appreciate that. Thanks. So, I wanted to have you on today. Uh, you guys, you didn't even gavel in today, right, Representative?
17: Um, uh, I I think that at nine, I was not there. I came back last night, gotcha. yes, I think they did not. I I watched everything via the, uh, Zoom call. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, wanted to talk, uh, chat with you. First of all, I think 196, right, is your legislation, a bill which you offered. Is that the number? H-Bill 196? That's, uh, that's
17: the, that's the Dignity of Incarcerated Women Act, which, um, uh, is one of my favorites since I've been in the legislature, Gerard, uh, to, uh, to, to, have, to have a hand in, them, let alone to author. But it is absolutely one of my favorite bills uh, that, that we're able to restore a little bit of humanity and dignity to some of these women that are incarcerated and, and provide a better life for their unborn child. I think it's one of the most pro-life bills that, that uh, we've done that I've been a part of.
3: So, and, we, and we've been, interestingly enough, uh, Nick, we've been talking a bit about this whole uh, situation with women in our military uh, at the U.S. Uh, federal level, and just some remarks made by the president the other day, and try, trying to understand exactly what it is they got going on. So this is, this is kind of timely, it's a, li- a little bit related, but can you explain, uh, Representative, what, the way it is now and how this will change the situation?
17: The, sure. What the bill aims to do, and this has kind of been a, a trend across the country, the the, the bill simply aims to uh, allow for women who are pregnant and incarcerated, for them not to be restrained uh, whether it be ankle restraints or handcuffs, uh, and specifically not to be restrained when they're giving birth, uh, unless there is, of course, like every law, there's exceptions to that, unless they are a threat to themselves or, or to... Uh, the child or, or to something like that that, uh, that, that, that can be determined prior to uh, uh, the labor. But for the most part, not uh, being restrained. There are also requirements that, uh, you know, they, they be uh, checked by female uh, staff members, female guards, that those guards also have the proper health training and uh, are, are aware of the needs of uh, pregnant women. Uh, Also making sure that they they get the medical care whether that be some type of the products that they need or um, um, Pregnancy needs that they need to to go forward through their term also it it, my understanding is right now when a child is born in uh, Prison there is a disconnect there that the child is is taken from the mother this bill gives them some time to bond with that child or for the child to bond with the mother and not immediately Uh, take the mother from the newborn child. And it it requires the mother to be placed uh, very close to that child and to have some time after that child is born with the child. Uh, And there's some further things down the road that uh, once the child is, uh, that the mother has to be placed, even incarcerated, once the child goes to a custodian, uh, a guardian on the outside, the mother stays within a certain mile radius from that child and or any other children that she may have. But basically trying to improve the quality of life of, of those children uh, and give them a, a semblance of a, a relationship with their mother.
3: Yeah. And, and Representative, this, this really doesn't cause any particular safety issues or, or endanger people by lifting some of these more onerous restrictions, does it? I mean, that's not really a concern. No, not not, not at
17: all. And the bill and the bill has those safeguards in there. If if uh, the Department of Corrections has a belief that uh, there is a danger, uh, then certainly uh, that that woman is going to be restrained or is going to be uh, uh, restricted in some way. Uh, those are always those safeguards are built in. Uh, for the last time I checked, Gerard, I think there were four to five women who were um, pregnant in Mississippi Department of Corrections, and that number obviously fluctuates. Uh, but we're not talking about a, a big class of people here.
3: Yeah, and we should also mention—I I f- failed to do this that, uh, when we introduced you—that you are you the chair of the Judicial B Committee in the House, and so this is the kind of legislation that uh, flows through that committee, right?
17: Yes, we, we deal a lot with uh, correction issues, public safety issues, law enforcement issues, which is uh, uh, right in my wheelhouse, what I do for a living. Right. And, and, and I'm, I'm thankful to have a, an opportunity to uh, to set some policy in that regard.
3: Yeah. And then uh, what about this other bill? The number escapes me, Nick, that, that uh, extends opportunities, at least, for the parole board to grant parole um, I can't remember the bill number off the top of my head. Maybe it's 2795. Yeah. Is that right? Passed the House, headed to the Senate. Is that where it is now?
17: That uh, that uh, that sounds like a Senate number. I'm not sure the number either. Senate I'm
3: bill. I'm sorry. Numbers, uh, Yeah. Uh, I'm not ever
17: not ever good with the numbers. But <laughs> yes, uh, and that came more out of uh, uh, the Senate corrections than it did out of, of Judd B and out of the Senate. But yes, it, it's it's similar to the same intent of 2123 last year that we passed, which is to extend some parole eligibility for um, some of our inmates. I I think Chairman Horan has talked about we have a a, a budget that has about, uh, can can, uh, accommodate about 15,000 inmates. I think we got about 19,000. So uh, we're we're either going to have to come up with more money or find ways to uh, be smarter on crime. And that's what the bill uh, is attempting to do by making some people pro-eligible. Now, I want to be very unequivocal when I say this we're not we're not giving people parole. We're not letting people just walk out the door. of Prisons we're making them eligible for parole. Uh, they still have to go through the same hoops. They still have to go through before the parole board uh, and do what they have to do to uh, um, to get that to, to get out. So it's not that they're just uh, opening up the door for them.
3: And also, isn't it true that this is restricted? to nonviolent offenders is that right Nick Did I, is that correct or the, the
17: most part yes there are some I, I believe they're looking at and last year 2123 had some in there with some violent offenders but I want to be also clear that uh, violent offenders and even uh, and, and others are being turned out right now uh, without really any safeguard from the legislature or from the pro board so uh This is going to, in my view, it is our aim in any way to protect victims, to protect the public safety. That's what my charge is with the legislature, is to protect public safety uh, and and provide some safeguards so that if someone is made to parole, whether it be a violent offender, uh, and and they get some now, or a nonviolent offender, that we still have our eyes on them and they're not just being turned out without without a victim knowing, without uh, a community that they're going back to knowing.
3: And as you said, just to repeat it to clarify, because I think it's important, this doesn't automatically grant parole. It just gives the parole board uh, the opportunity, it makes one uh, eligible, and the parole board, we have to entrust them to utilize this tool wisely. And they understand the risk here, and they understand their responsibility. That uh, they, they got to keep folks in that aren't ready, that, that just aren't there, and they perhaps should make room for people that look like they're ready to return society and be productive and, and get off the taxpayer dole. That's correct. Yeah, We got a break right here. Can you hang on uh, I just want, want to talk to you a little bit more if you, if you can? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Great. We got Representative Nick Bain from District 2 up in the northeast corner of Mississippi. We'll be right back on the JT show.
12: here's john and rachel ravenstein with a special invitation if you're getting married soon i want to personally invite you to junikers annual wedding ring festival it's friday and saturday march 12th and 13th come shop the largest selection in the state of diamond engagement rings and the ultimate wedding bands by our top designers they'll be in our store
19: with the latest wedding ring designs for the bride and groom
12: plus our popular stackable bands and diamond bands that will fit up against any engagement ring
19: buy your wedding rings this weekend at Juniker's Wedding Ring Festival and enjoy free engraving inside your rings, free layaway until your wedding with no finance charges, plus
12: enjoy 12 months no interest financing for qualified buyers.
19: This is the weekend made for love, Juniker Jewelry Company's annual Wedding Ring Festival.
12: It's Friday and Saturday, March 12th, and 13th.
19: This is the weekend to buy your
12: wedding rings. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere
4: in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. A complete flight source is proud to
20: announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333 or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business.
18: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: You are listening to the JT Show. Wow! I know. I'm so pumped. It's such a great program. Great the program. JT Show with JT and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Bo,
15: bo, 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 bo. Ba 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 I feel free. 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 Ba 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 I feel
4: free. Ba 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 I feel free.
3: Welcome back to J.T. Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Our guest is Representative Nick Bain. He's the chair of the House Judicial B Committee. So, Representative, wanted to ask you about the the last couple of days here uh, at the Capitol have been uh, a little wild, I think may be a way to describe it, certainly over in the House side. and. Can you give us kind of a rundown on what's going on with with this ping-pong match that seems to be played with this medical marijuana uh, situation? you got the bill coming out of the Senate, uh, going over to the House, and then stuff being stuck in another bill over in the Senate to try to change all that kind of stuff up. Uh, And then some, I guess, pleasantries being exchanged between members of the House can you give us a kind of a, a recap of that that the, the normal person, Mississippian, can understand?
17: Yeah, Gerard, I lost you for just about us uh, about thirty seconds. So, could, we, could you repeat that? I'm yeah,
3: sorry. just talking about uh, all of the uh, machinations going on with this with medical marijuana. You got the Senate bill come over the House House bill, or, or I should say, this uh, uh, no, a House bill related to something pretty much different. Uh, that Harper Grace's law, HB 119, going over the Senate, and it looks like there was at least an attempt to amend that by including the Senate medical marijuana bill and that bill, and then there was a point of order called, I believe, and then we got members of the House that are, and Representative Lamar, trying to keep all that going. Can you give us kind of a summary, yeah. a recap of that, that we can understand? <laughs> well, that, that,
17: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you did about as good as uh, as I could, but that was it. You know, Harper's Grace Law we passed I want to five or six years ago. Anyway, has a repealer in it, which is just a a timeline, a sunset provision, if you will, that allows us to come back every year and yeah. and extend the program. And and so that's all the bill initially was, and that's what came through. Judd B was a, a repealer bill to extend that repealer and let the
3: program uh, keep going. How, excuse um, me, Dick. High, high uh, level. Explain what that bill it is exactly. Explain if you don't mind. Harper's Grace.
17: All it was, it was a very uh, narrow in scope uh, bill that allowed for some CD, uh, some cannabis or some type of cannabis yeah. oil or cannabis pills to, uh, to to be distributed by the uh, University of Mississippi Medical Center. Okay. And it, it was a very narrow kind of a pilot like program. Uh, and it was named after this uh, girl uh, who who would directly benefit from uh, this type of medicine. Uh, I think she may have lived in Rankin County. Uh, that sounds familiar. I think that's right. Yeah, you, you may know that. Uh, but in, in any event, uh, it was a type of pilot program that that the UMC was administrating from what I can remember. Uh, so we just wanted to extend that program and keep it going. It's a good, it's a good uh, program and something that, that needs to be extended. Uh, but as is often the case, uh, Gerard, you, you know, the Senate sent a bill over here, a standalone medical marijuana bill uh, that they passed, and then it came to Ways and Means, which I sit on, uh, which is chaired by Trey Lamar. In that committee... Uh, the Senate's language was completely stripped out and the House put in the exact language of Initiative 65, which passed the state 70-something percent or so. Yep. Uh, And that is what came before the House. My understanding at that point was some of the code sections were brought forward, uh, and that's a A necessary thing is what it was described to me. Sometimes you bring code sections forward just to uh, keep a a, because it's required with the law. So it's not subject to some procedural uh, poison pills or whatever the case may be. Um, But in in this in this event, uh, I think there was just uh, like you said, a lot of consternation between members (laughs) Uh, and and. Chairman Lamar brought it up to the floor, uh, tried to table that. That did not pass the House, then came back, and basically uh he killed the bill, uh, the Senate the Senate's version of the bill. And that was what we thought was the end of what medical marijuana was gonna be. Uh and then late Wednesday in their session, the, the Senate I was still at the I was still at the uh Capitol in my office. And listening to them, and they put their entire bill into the Harper Grace law, uh, which allowed it to stay open. Yeah. Now, the, the the substance of that law, basically, I don't know it like I should. I'm going to spend the weekend doing that because, uh, like like a baby alligator, has been dropped in my lap. And <laughs> I, I'm not exactly, I, I, I got to figure out what to do before it bites me. Uh, yeah. So I've got to read it and look at it and figure out the, everything that we're doing. But the basic part of it is, I want to understand that because I think what the Senate's trying to do is, as you're aware, there is a case in front of the Supreme Court Yep. and to challenge our whole initiative process. And if they overturn that initiative process, they in turn were overturned what happened in november the vote uh that happened to the people so we would be left without a medical marijuana uh program mm-hmm. so we don't want the the bill as a senate passed that i understand it has a trigger effect in it meaning that it doesn't go into effect unless and until the supreme court overturns uh the initiative process. So if the Supreme Court upholds it, it's a, it's a Nolan void law, uh, law. If it's not, uh, then it goes into effect. So that's the way that I understand it at this moment. Um, procedurally, where we're at, uh, for your listeners, is we're at the point to where either we as a House, because this was a House bill, remember, mm-hmm. they've got to come back and I've got to ask the House either to concur in the Senate language, which means it would, if we did concur and you got enough votes, it would go to the governor. And if he agrees with it, he would sign it. The other option is to invite a conference, which is just to take it to a conference, which is members of the House and Senate get right. together. And we try to iron out some details to make something uh, that is appropriate uh, or that we feel is appropriate and then bring that back and 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 get it to the governor.
3: And you're right, uh, my understanding at least, Representative, is that the lieutenant governor stated that the trigger, he, he would not sign off on any bill that did not include the trigger, which means that it would not become effective, any bill that would be passed would not become effective unless the ballot measure was found to be unconstitutional and, and the Supreme Court ruled essentially in favor of the plaintiff in this case, which is Mayor uh, Hawkins of Madison and the County of Madison suing Secretary of State Watson and the Secretary of State's office. Uh, so. Right. It's it's a a tangled web we weave and I and uh, you know I, I appreciate you being willing to dig into the legislation and and kind of see what's in there. We got a minute or so left. I want to ask you about the Medicaid bill. It's my understanding that that did not pass and that seems like that would set up a special session. What do you know about that? Uh, that I found out this morning.
17: Uh, and you exactly right. That's what it looks like we're headed uh, we're headed to. But you know as we've learned with medical marijuana and other stuff and until we leave the county, uh nothing's dead so yeah. who knows
3: yeah what what's the reason representative what what's the objection there to the medicaid bill in general it, it, i don't I, I that is an issue that i don't know
17: um maybe just some just some disagreements on the minutia of okay. the bill and that's all that i really can speak to
3: and I know you know this, and, and we've talked about it before, but it bears repeating, in Mississippi, Medicaid is a huge line item in our general fund budget, number two to education, almost a billion dollars of state money, and six billion coming from the Fed. What? And I know you agree with me here, we got to figure out a way to get people working and off Medicaid, uh, and and hopefully we're making some strides toward that. And not expanding this welfare state, which the federal government's bound to determine to do. But I um, got a second if you want to comment on that before we go. No, no doubt about it. that
17: exactly right? We we need people who can work to work, and those that can't and need to be on Medicaid will make, make sure that they're taken care of. Absolutely. But, Gerard, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. As
3: always. Thank you. Representative Nick Bain, representing District 2 in the House of Representatives and the chair of House Judicial Bee. Thanks so much to Nick for joining us. I hope he has a good baseball weekend. We'll be back. sunshiny day. Johnny Nash. The JT Show continues after this.
16: It's the Open House Event of the Year at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service on Old and Road in Flowood. For just two days, Friday, March 12th, and Saturday, March 13th, the entire staff at RJ's will be profiling every boat and in inventory to the public. Special incentives will be offered on select models in stock for just two days. Factory reps will also be on hand to answer any of your questions. R.J. sells top-of-the-line boat brands like Skeeter Performance Fishing Boats, Bennington Luxury Pontoon Boats, G3, War Eagle, and Express Aluminum Fishing Boats. All the brands that RJ's carries are powered by Yamaha Outboards. From the ultra-portable Yamaha F2.5 to the mighty Yamaha F425 XTO, you won't find a better outboard on the market. Also on site will be reps from Humminbird Depth Finders and Minn Kota Trolling Motors. Don't forget to drop in before or during the event to register for a chance to win a G3 boat with a Yamaha Outboard package. Drawing held on Saturday, RJ's Outboards Annual Open House, Friday, March 12th and Saturday, March 13th. 1208 Old Fannin Road at the Reds.
0: We do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online to save on boat, RV, and motorcycle batteries. For offer details and limitations, visit BatteriesPlus.com.
9: Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller, and Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller, and Corey, online at
15: DanksMillerCorey.com.
5: Afraid of falling? You're not alone. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson can help you improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of unique specialized therapists utilize cutting-edge equipment only found at Physical of Jackson. Conveniently located in Flowood, Physical of Jackson can help you get back to enjoying a healthy, independent lifestyle again. Call Physical of Jackson today for your appointment.
8: 601 487 DNS Diamonds is having a post market clearance with savings up to 50% store wide. This Thursday and Friday only, DNS Diamonds will offer significant discounts on our current inventory because we need case space for all the new merchandise arriving daily. From stackables to pearls, from bracelets to 14 karat earrings, you'll find significant savings throughout the store. DNS Diamonds post market clearance this Thursday and Friday where you'll save up to 50%. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowwood.
19: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. In response to a couple of gun control measures being pushed through Congress, Mississippi Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith and others are introducing legislation that would block state gun registries. The Gun Owner Registration Information Act, or GRIP, would prohibit states, localities, or any other organization from using federal funding to maintain gun registries. Hyde-Smith says this will require adherence to a law that says federal money can't be used to track or hassle gun owners. Despite the pandemic, our state's credit rating has remained double A. State Treasurer David McRae says they've been taking advantage of low interest rates. And then last year, we did a refinancing of our debt to a fixed interest rate, where I saved
12: the state $36 million. Tate and I saved the state $36 million. And that outperformed AAA-rated Texas.
19: I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Supertalk app and Supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Supertalk Mississippi. For a complete transcript of today's show, write down everything you hear. The JT Show. Super Talk Mississippi. Supertalk Mississippi.
3: Jumping us into this segment, hour three of the JT Show Super Talk Mississippi continues. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Friday, y'all. Indeed, the shortest it is. weekend of the year. Yep, sure is. Yeah, gotta set your clocks back. Oh, forward, forward, bring forward, forward. forward, Spring forward. Oh man, uh, too many. Set numbers. it back
2: an hour, you'll be two hours late yeah, for everything.
3: Right. It's, yep. Oversleep. Okay, and also, something we haven't talked about in this gigantic stimulus, it's really not a stimulus bill. It's a welfare bill, I'm just going to tell you. $1.9 trillion is there's fairly significant changes to Obamacare. Just wanted to get that out there, and then we're going to talk about Governor Cuomo. Oh my gosh. So. The subsidy model for Obamacare has changed dramatically for 2 years. See all this stuff is short term. You got the child care, excuse me, the child tax credit going from 2 to 3000 and to 3600 for a child under 5 and it's totally refundable 100%. And they want to start sending it out monthly. Now what's the chance that's going to end? after the, this year. No chance. You can just book it. You got a child under five, you're going to get $3,600 a year. Just money from the government. Doesn't matter if you owe any taxes, doesn't matter if you're working, we're just going to send you a check. You got two, you're going to get $7,200. And so on. And the money's just going to be arriving in your mailbox. And they're celebrating this nonsense. How do we ever get people motivated to move up the income ladder how And I get it just like representative Bain said. there are some people who truly have been dealt a hand over which they had no control, and they need help. They need a safety net i'm I'm fine with that, but this is not what this is. This is just free money. Arriving in your mailbox, yeah there's a difference in a handout and a hand up. we've we've lost that 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 concept's gone. This is handouts and the Democrats are convinced they're gonna hang the Republicans over their failure to support this. I had a discussion with a left-leaning acquaintance lives in Florida and I just expressed my concerns about this and this this philosophy and what seems to be getting traction in this country, it's more concerning that 70% of the country supports this. So how do you win? How do you win anymore running for office if you come out and say, well, I was opposed to sending everybody money. I don't care if it runs the debt up astronomically. I don't care if it takes $5 a gallon to put gas in your car. I don't care if you've got to use a wheelbarrow full of cash to buy a hamburger. I don't care. I'm all for giving money out. It's crazy. And, and so is, is that what you run on? i supported giving money out. That's where we're headed, the Obamacare subsidies. So under present law, they tap out at 400% of the federal, federal poverty level, and they start at 100%, and they tap out at 400%. And the, there's charts that show the federal poverty level based on the number in a household, essentially. So it's thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars or so a year for one, and you know that kind of scales upward. <clears throat> I think up to maybe even eighty something thousand dollars, if I'm not mistaken, for, for a family of four would be considered four hundred percent of the federal poverty level. Anyhow. The subsidy model totally changes so that the maximum anyone would pay, rather than being the present 9.83% of their income for premiums of a a marketplace benchmark silver plan, that would be reduced to 8.5%, so 1.3% less. And what that means dollar-wise, so for example, a a 40-year-old that's just buying – The lowest-cost bronze plan, their annual premiums would go from $327. This is with $55,000 of income, $55,000 of income. Their annual premiums would go annual, not monthly, annual, $327 a year to $258. The, The middle plan, the silver plan, $449 a year to $380. Now, in addition to that, there's no more cap at 400% of the federal poverty level. Even if you make more than that, and you're not offered what's deemed as affordable coverage from your employer, you can go shop in the exchange, even if you're way above 400% and get, and get subsidies. subsidies. This is all part of trying to transition everybody. Now, the private insurers love this because it just means they're going to get more business that the taxpayers are paying for. Of course they love it. But this is all in an attempt to get you hooked on the federal government taking care of your health insurance to the point where you're going to be on board because this thing's going to go away in two years. Two years. Two years. So it's going to go away, and then everybody goes, "Oh, what the heck? You know, my premiums are going up. I can't do that." Ah, that's why you need to get on board with the Medicare for All plan. Here it is, right here, and it's, it's so it's again, it's this permi- pernicious undertaking of transitioning more away from individual liberty and individuals taking care of themselves with a maybe some reasonable safety net here and there to total reliance on the government. That's the idea, because you're going to vote for whoever's willing to send you those checks. That's not going away. This is permanent, in my opinion. This is the permanent welfare state. This, is, this will soften our country. Rugged individualism? No. This is soft collectivism. That's where we're headed. That is very disturbing. Just be aware of that, folks. That's buried in this bill. You had not heard many people talk. Everybody focuses on the $1,400, the child tax credit. Nobody's really talked about these key provisions in this COVID relief, so-called COVID relief, that really does make major changes to the marketplace subsidy program. It's almost
2: like they're unwilling to look at the 70-year experiment that's been going on in England. Where if you break your arm, yeah, you can go to the doctor for little to nothing and get an x-ray. But it's going to be about a month and a half before you get that x-ray with a broken arm.
3: And there are plenty of not anecdotal accounts, true stories from people that are credible that that have discussed that, that have, that have um, provided that information. Shared it. And you can't even use the argument of, oh, well, they haven't given enough time.
2: It went into effect in 48.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: They've had 70 plus years to figure out how to make it efficient and they can't. And they have a much smaller population than we do.
3: If you're not sick, you probably like it. I mean, you don't, you don't, or if you just have basic ailments that you can get serviced on and treated for pretty quickly and you walk out and you don't owe anything, but it's coming out of your pocket and your pay. It's Oh, a yeah, tax. they
2: have those VATs over there where everything costs an extra
3: quarter for the dollar. 25%. That's right. On top of all the crazy taxes, you think our 7 and change, 7.2% combined Social Security and Medicare, you don't like to see that coming out of your check. That ain't nothing compared to what it is in the countries of socialized medicine. Now, the left says, yeah, but you don't have the, the health care premiums. Uh, coming out for private insurance, well, that's true, except most most people, it's paid for, majority of it's paid for by their employer. That's just fact. That's, that's been analyzed, and that data's been collected and presented. But more importantly, the dang health care system over here, for all its warts, you don't have that situation. It's pretty dead gum good. And we are spoiled by it. And and, and when was the last time
2: you heard of groundbreaking medical novelties and entrepreneurship coming out of England?
3: Never, because there's no profit incentive. There's no incentive for innovation. Ricky and Jackson says, "Just shut up and send me my check." Laugh out loud. Well, I'm afraid, Ricky, your sentiment aligns with a good number of the people in this country. They've brainwashed them. Final segment coming back on the JT Show. Stay with us.
13: Whether it's getting the kiddos to school...
20: I love you. Bye, Mom.
13: Or taking it off-road and uphill. Oh, yeah!
20: Yeah! woo
13: <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, baby! We've got the right tires for you.
10: Tire Depot has a huge selection of tires for every budget and every purpose. From everyday
16: drivers to extreme off-road performance, Tire Depot has you covered. Alignments, mounting and balancing, lift kits, and general repair. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram.
18: Driving a car you hate? Don't stay stuck! It's time to change your luck! I'm learning a wee bit of the luck of the Irish to my friends at Ridgeland Mitsubishi to get you into the new vehicle you will love! That's right. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, we're on a mission to help you change your luck. Still making payments on your current vehicle? You're in luck. Don't have enough for a big down payment? You're in luck. New or old, paid off or not, don't stay stuck. Let Ridgeland Mitsubishi get you into the vehicle you really want. Right now, pay just $189 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi G4s. That's $189 per month. And pay only $299 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Outlander Sports. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Bad credit, no credit, it doesn't matter. 100% credit approval is a number one gold. Come change your luck only at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4, stock number outlander, stock number 1712, 1999 down, 2.9% for 84 months. a deal for details with approved credit.
13: Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Barone's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at Barone'sTreePros.com. That's Barone'sTreePros.com.
3: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show continues. Super Talk Mississippi. That would be Steve Perry, Neil Sean, Ross Valerie, Steve Smith, Jonathan Kane on the keyboards. Journey. Thank you for that, Rhino. Get this. This on the C Spire text line from the two two eight. Get this. One of my employees missed three days this week with no sick days left. His response when I told him his check is basically nothing. Because he withheld for not having any sick days, so he didn't earn any income. His response was the stimulus check will be in my account next week. Oh, thanks, government. Thanks for the welfare state. Thanks for making everybody a bunch of pansies. Sorry, I didn't mean to be critical of your employee in that. But this is widespread, this isn't unique. This isn't unique. This is crazy. But Joe would have you believe that you know we're all going to die unless they just shower us with this money. And again, the government shut down the economy. I think that they that warrants some degree of offsetting compensation for that. I'm for that. But here's a situation where this individual obviously is gainfully employed. His situation hasn't changed. It could be a she. Oh, it was a his. Okay. Oh, I I don't want to mess the pronouns up. Oh, gosh. Um, But but that's true. So, you know, and they'll say, well, we just didn't have time to figure that out. And you know what? Wink, wink. (laughs) We get more voters this way. That's the truth. Even if you don't need it. So, again, I think I did the math right. It's $3,200 in less than a year. Now, for perspective, we're debating a thousand dollar a year pay raise for our teachers, and the federal government sent everybody thirty two hundred bucks. Not counting the child tax credit. Not counting unemployment benefits. The supplemental additional unemployment benefit. I saw a report the other day, an individual in Georgia, if they got the full compliment. Could not have worked. Done nothing. 43 grand. A couple in Massachusetts, 66. There's a lot of people that would like to have a job that pays that kind of money. It's a pretty good deal here. Just, in, it's infuriating. Because that's what they think. They think that's the best way to solve our problems, to give everybody... An opportunity—it's not about opportunity anymore. It's that's that's out the window. The, they believe that government exists. I mean, what's noble in saying, "Look, we eliminated poverty. Well, how'd you do that? We just sent everybody money, and we just pa- we kicked the can down the road and passed the buck to future generations. That why don't they get that? This is terrible. Well, hell, if we're going to do that, why do we need to have free college tuition? Just send them money. You don't need an education for what? Work? <laughs> Nobody works. Before we go here, we got to get to Andy Cuomo. That dude is in trouble.
2: Well, maybe. He is a Democrat. They seem to That's not true. really care about resigning when they would clamor and scream and they'd be gnashing. If he had an R by his name, it would be nonstop. Headline news, you'd have people crying on MSNBC about it. Yes. But because he's a Democrat, even though you got people like AOC coming out saying, yeah, it's probably time to resign, I, I don't see it really being shown all over the dang
3: place. And that's the news of the day. Now there's AOC and Jerry Nadler. I think pretty much the entire New York, Washington delegation has indicated that they've called for him to step down. Joe Biden, interestingly enough, they sought a statement from the White House. He won't say anything. Won't weigh in. He, he. This is where he needs to assert himself as a leader. The double standard there is breathtaking. It really is. Pretty sure
2: the Democrat governor of Virginia is still the Democrat governor of Virginia, even though he openly admitted he's in a picture either wearing blackface or a Klan robe. So I don't really expect the Democrats to act on their self-appointed moral high ground and do a darn thing about Cuomo.
3: He's also the guy, as you recall, that said it's okay to just make a baby comfortable if they survive a botched abortion, but make them comfortable, they and the mother, but still carry out the, the, do, the duty there and the task. George Floyd family just announced awarded $27 million dollars $27 million. I don't know who's going to pay it. Maybe it's Minneapolis, I guess, the police department. Folks, I think we're fixing to see that place on fire because the charge has been reduced, I think, and recommended by the judge to be third degree, which is kind of accidental murder. I don't think that's going to fly. Thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll be right back with you this coming Monday. Join us then. God bless.